for Perched on the Top Rope, episode 148, All In Predictions begins. We will do a 10-bell salute for Terry Funk and Bray Wyatt, who both passed away this week. There will be a tribute to both men that WWE's Friday Night Smackdown used following the 10-bell salute, and then the show will begin. Bray, Terry, may you both rest in peace. The WWE family is saddened to learn of the passing of one of the most iconic figures in sports entertainment, WWE Hall of Famer, Terry Funk. I didn't want to be president. I didn't want to be anything. I knew what I wanted to be since I could walk. I wanted to wrestle. Born into a wrestling family, Terry Funk burst onto the scene with his brother, Dory Funk Jr., as part of their father's homegrown promotion in Amarillo, Texas. The Funks are legends. I've always looked up to Terry Funk. I love watching him work in the ring. I love the unpredictability. Get out, get out get out Unbelievable work ethic, and Terry Funk was a great, great performer. I learned a lot from Terry Funk. Terry's rugged, no-nonsense style captivated the NWA audience catapulting him to great success. Terry Funk has just achieved the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. I'm going to go ahead and prove to you people that I will be the finest champion that this world has ever seen. Terry's popularity captured the attention of Hollywood. You're a dead man. There is just one of me. Terry would continue to captivate audiences all around the globe. and middle-aged and crazy like a fox. Making an impact in WCW, ECW, and WWE, where his matches with WWE Hall of Famer Mick Foley would pioneer the hardcore style. Terry was ahead of his time in the sense that he did things that nobody ever did before. These former foes would then go on to join forces, reaching ultimate triumph at WrestleMania 14. Terry Funk, Cactus Jack! are the new tag team champions. Terry Funk is one of the nicest guys, one of the kindest guys. I feel fortunate he had a way of bringing out the best of me. In 2009, alongside his brother, Dory Funk Jr., Terry would take his rightful place in the WWE Hall of Fame. Before it was fashionable to call ourselves ECW, Terry Funk was extreme. I want to thank you so much. You make an old man feel good. Thank you. I'm going to go on record as saying, in my own personal opinion, Terry Funk's the greatest superstar of all time. A five-decade career that may never be replicated. Terry's tireless dedication left an indelible mark on the sports entertainment world. The WWE family will remember Terry Funk as a family man, a fearless entertainer, and an unforgettable pioneer. We love you guys! We love you!
to Perched on the Top Rope. I am your host, former dirt sheet writer from The Richest, The Sportster, Sports Kita, and Ringside News. I am Lee Walker, and this does not get any easier. 
uh, Friday was the tribute episode to Bray Wyatt and Terry Funk. And as you heard, uh, I used their 10 Bell Salute and their tributes, but we also did a tribute show, episode 147. If you're at Apple Podcasts, just search Perched on the Top Rope. It's there. Uh, and there's so much more I could say. That episode could have gone all day on Terry Funk and Bray Wyatt. And while they are not the main topic of this show, this is um, I'm backtracking now because I was supposed to do all-in predictions and then Terry Funk had passed away and then Bray had passed away. So tonight is about AEW, but Tuesday I will have a review of the Friday Night Smackdown tribute show. And possibly some news, maybe. I'll see how I'm feeling. As I got to share my personal experience having met Bray Wyatt and make him laugh. Because if you know and you read all the superstars who have been tweeting about Bray, had an incredible laugh. And it was really funny to hear. But let's go to AEW. AEW has All In this weekend in Wembley in the UK which is uh, just really really incredible Uh, I mean for those who remember this is literally how it all started back in 2018 an event called All In changed the wrestling world forever and led to the creation of AEW now five years on AEW is heading to London for its biggest show ever at Wembley Stadium Sunday August 27th And the all-in name is back. There's currently over 80,000 tickets sold, which outbeats WWE SummerSlam 1992, which was held at Wembley Stadium. It also surpassed WrestleMania 32 in Arlington, Texas. Uh, This is AEW's debut in the UK. It is also their biggest show of all time. There will be 10 matches on the main card, and there is the all-in pre-show as well, the zero hour, as they call it. So let's begin with that, as the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship is on the line as the Aussie Open will take on MJF, and Adam Cole, baby. I don't know about you guys, but I have really been enjoying the MJF Adam Cole thing up until what we saw on Dynamite. But I foresee this going one of two ways. A, they become the ROH Tag Team Champions. And two, they don't become the ROH World Tag Team Champions. And I know you guys are probably being like, wow, you're an idiot. Um, I only say that because I feel like that'll be the time. This will be the match where someone just says, nah, I don't need this. Or it becomes 
one of those where that happens, but the other person wins the belts. It can happen, you know. So realistically, I think I'm going to go with new ROH tag team champions. I think that makes things a lot more interesting for the pay-per-view for later on in the main event. The FTW Championship, Jack Perry will take on Hook. I'm not going to lie. I really don't care about this. I didn't care about the FTW title when it was in ECW when Taz had it. I don't care about it now. But I'm going to say Luke Perry's kid defeats Hook. Hashtag and still WTF champion. We have the AEW's trio championship. And I actually love this. We have the House of Black versus the Acclaimed and Billy Gunn. I would love to see Billy Gunn win a championship. When I interviewed him back in 2019, I had actually asked him if he was going to get into the ring in AEW. And at the time, he didn't say yes, but he didn't say no. And, you know, being one of AEW's coaches, the man is in phenomenal shape for being in his late 50s. I want that feel-good pop for somebody that I used to watch as a kid. Now I'm an adult. I want that pop. So I want the acclaimed in Billy Gunn, even though I think storyline purposes, it's going to go the other way, but it's neither here nor there. Up next, we have the Stadium Stampede match, folks. Eddie Kingston, Penta El Zero, Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, and Trent Beretta, the best friends. We'll take on John Moxley, Claudio Castagnoli, Wheeler Yuta, and the returning Santana and Ortiz. This match had some changes due to the fact that Phoenix was having uh, passport issues and travel issues. Uh, so. Tony Khan had brought up in the all-in media call that matches were going to you know, need changes and whatnot, and this happened to be one of those matches that is affected. Still going to be a great match. Still should be fun. By the way, you can actually play the Stadium Stampede match on AEW Fight Forever, the video game. I highly suggest you go check that out. I'm going to pick Castagnoli, Yuta, Moxley, and the returning Santana and Ortiz to win solely because of Santana and Ortiz returning. Check that at the door. Now, our next match is the Elite taking on Bullet Club Gold. Kota Ibushi, Kenny Omega, and Hangman Adam Page versus Juice Robinson, Jay White, and Kanosuke Takashita. Wow. I wanted to say that this could be 
match of the night, but then I also thought about it. Every single person going out there on Sunday for AEW's All In is going to gun for match of the night. Calling it. Every match is going to feel like that. And this match is going to have that. And more. You have six phenomenal wrestlers, sports entertainers, and some of them I don't even like. Looking at you, Hangman. Although I have met Hangman. I have talked to him. I've interviewed Kenny Omega. So this is all interesting. I've met Adam Page. So I've met two-thirds of the elite in this match. The others, not so much. This is going to be a great match. This is totally going to have that New Japan pro wrestling feel to it, which I'm excited for. But based on star power here in America, I'm going to say the elite win and Bullet Cub Gold bites the bullet. <laughs> Now the next match is Chris Jericho versus Will Ospreay. And Jericho had a lot of choice words when it comes to AEW's All In. Bigger than any WrestleMania. But you can't take away the loss to Fandango. Jericho, you can't. Well, I will say this. He's not wrong in the essence that AEW has sold over 80,000 tickets for this event and have outsold big WWE events. WrestleMania 32, SummerSlam 92. Of course, that was at Wembley. So, this is big. Jericho's technically not wrong. This is AEW's biggest event ever. So I really want it to go well for them. I mean, who wouldn't? There's no reason to want to see bad wrestling. That's what you have Botchamania for. And that's free. AEW All In's not. All In's forty nine ninety nine. Simple math. Go watch Botchamania after for the botches. Don't pay $50 for it. Expect good wrestling. Want good wrestling. But when it comes to the Will Ospreay-Chris Jericho match, uh, Chris Jericho had said in an interview with the Wrestling Classic that this match began building a few months ago. Uh, Chris Jericho also explained why he felt it was necessary to put this match in motion, quoting, like I said last week on AEW Dynamite, it's not a joke, not an exaggeration. This match would have already happened in the Tokyo Dome in New Japan had there not been a lockdown. In 2018, I was against Kenny Omega. In 19, it was Tetsuya Naido. In 20, it was Hiroshira Tanahashi, in 21, it was going to be Osprey or Minoru Suzuki. 
and 22 was going to be Suzuki or Osprey. Whichever one, it wasn't the year before. I wanted to do Osprey earlier than that. So to me, it was one of those matches. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Where will it ever get a chance to happen again? I don't know, but it needs to happen. Well, ladies and gentlemen, now it's happening. Jericho also said this was going to be the highlight match of the night. Let's see if that can be true. We're looking at you, Jericho. Looking at you. As far as who I think wins, ladies and gentlemen, I'm picking Will Ospreay. Our next match is a coffin match. Darby Allen and Sting will take on Swerve Strickland and Christian Cage. I don't know what kind of experience some of these men have, but I know Sting and Darby have been in coffin matches. Don't think Swerve and Christian have. So, I mean, that kind of gives them the upper hand. This is also one of Darby's matches. I mean, it, it's really one of The Undertaker's matches. Like, I'm not trying to be WWE biased or anything, but... Just saying. No, no, no. Um, Tony Khan said in the media call that he will not make the decision. Sting is ultimately his own man and will Sting will make the decision on when Sting wants to retire. And he also said that Sting's AEW run has been his best run ever. I'll let you guys do what you want with that one. Because I already know how I feel about that. And I will say this. Sting is doing things at 62 years old. We did not see when he was 52, 42, 32, 22. I will say that. But I will not say it's his best run. My honest opinion that 100% goes to WCW. Unless there's a lot of interference for this match. For Christian and Swerve, I'm going to say that Darby and Sting win this one. Our next match is for the World Tag Team Championship. FTR versus the Young Bucks. And for this match, I personally will have a super kick counter. Or should I call it a leg slap counter? It'll be one of the two. But I'll be counting. I used to count how many we would see on AEW Dynamite and post about it, but I have since stopped. It's too many. However, with Cash Wheeler's recent arrest, 
I'm going to say it's probably going to be best that FTR drop the AEW World Tag Team Championships and we do a hashtag and new AEW Tag Team Champions, the Young Bucks, who I've also interviewed three times. Really great guys. Super, super nice. Just had a great time with them. Uh, it's December 17th, 2015 in Syracuse, New York. Kenny Omega literally just got off a plane from Japan to be part of the show. Uh, awesome, awesome show. First time ever met the three of them. It was the third time I had interviewed the Young Bucks. It was the first time I had ever interviewed Kenny Omega. And he actually remembered me from a article I wrote for the Sportster where I rated Kota Ibushi and his The Golden Lovers finishing move, The Golden Shower, because the article was Top 10 Greatest Tag Team Finishing Moves. And that, it's a double simultaneous 450 splash by the both of them and it came in at number three he looked over at me looked at nick and matt and go hey this is the guy who ranked the golden shower third it was just a really cool moment he had no merchandise he wasn't signing autographs i did get an autograph uh, he wasn't even really taking photos with fans. I got to go behind the table, take a photo with him. And Nick and Matt actually had my phone and took the photo, which was pretty cool. And then I went over and talked to them and just had a great time at that show. And that was actually what got me into doing wrestling interviews and getting into dirt sheets and things like that. And that's all due to uh, Jack Trades of 2CW. So thanks, Jack. So with that hashtag and new AEW Tag Team Champions, we go to the AEW Women's World Championship match. It is a fatal four-way. Hikiro Shida versus Tony Storm versus Soraya versus Britt Baker DMD. This is going to be a good match. Everybody was shocked when Sheeta defeated Storm. And I don't know like what the rhyme or reason was for that, but hey, it's it's whatever. I feel like we get a and new women's world champion in this match also. And I just I feel like it just goes to Soraya. I feel like Soraya is the new AEW Women's World Champion. I don't know why. I just have this really big hunch. And I'm going to stick with that hunch. Because usually you want to have a hunch like this. This deep down gut wrench feeling that you need to go with that. I don't know why, but that's what you have to do. That's what's happening. So that's what's that's what it's going to be. Soraya is your new women's AEW champion. The next match is, and I quote, the real world championship. 
So I guess that makes CM Punk the real world champion? I mean, you really think that would go to The Miz because he was on the real world. Oh, this is AEW. This is an MTV. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, anyway, CM Punk dubbed it the the real world championship. You know, he gave it the straight edge X in the middle spray paint like we're Hulk Hogan or Nash in the NWO doing that stuff again. So, you know, he never lost it. So now we got two world champions. What are we doing here? You know, one on Dynamite, one on Collision. I'm also guessing that's because there has to be separation of the rosters because some people can't play nice with others. Anyway, CM Punk for Samoa Joe. I'm just straight up going to call this. Sweet Tooth does not win. CM Punk remains the real world champion. But I feel like coming down the road, we're going to see a champion versus champion thing here. But it's not going to be tonight at All In. Because that belongs to MJF versus Adam Cole, baby. I don't see MJF losing this belt. He is way too hot. Adam Cole is hot, but I, I don't think it's there. I'm, I was loving the tag team stuff that they were doing recently. I'm sorry. It is just MJF is literally the hottest thing AEW has. He's untouchable, if you will. So I'm going to say MJF retains the AEW World Championship. And don't forget, for $49.99, you can catch AEW All-In Sunday. This Sunday. Tomorrow. Or today, if you're listening to it on Sunday. It's $49.99, Bleacher Report Live. You can stream it there. Or be like every other degenerate and go try and get on like watch wrestling dot whatever they have these days. I don't care what you do. Just remember, folks, spoiler free is the way to be. Normally I say we're out, but I'm going to end today's show with this. I never got to meet Terry Funk. I never knew the early years of Terry. My first experience of Terry Funk was, I believe, as Chainsaw Charlie during the Attitude Era. And then, of course, I remember him in ECW. I remember him brief, you know, briefly in WCW and, and back to WWF type deal. And to be honest, I wasn't a fan of the the Chainsaw Charlie thing. But he did get to hold a tag team championship with Mick Foley, which I thought was the greatest thing ever. And that was as Chainsaw Charlie, so I'm very happy that happened. If you notice the reactions on Friday Night SmackDown with the crowd to Terry Funk to... Bray Wyatt, obviously Bray Wyatt was a current 
superstar. He was the first WWE current superstar to pass since Chris Benoit, actually. But it's the fact that I think wrestling fans aren't going back and watching the history of professional wrestling. I don't think they're going back to the archives as much as we think. Us older fans 100% are, but I don't think newer fans are. And and I can I can say that fairly easy just by the fans reactions to the two uh, remembering remembrance videos. Another example of this was High Spots was finally able to get nails to do an autograph meet and greet after all these years. And High Spots said they had tons of mail-ins for the Nails Hasbro figure. I had three myself. But a lot of people at the event during WWE SummerSlam, because it was one of those meet and greets that goes on during the big event there, not the actual big event meet and greet thing, but that anytime WWE has one of their major pay-per-views, there's always like a big autograph signing. And Nails was there, and the owner of High Spots said that a lot of like the current wrestling fans really didn't know who he was, so he didn't seem that busy, but a lot of fans did mail stuff in. That obviously knew who he was. Like I said, I mailed in three figures for him alone. Uh, that was a little discouraging to me. The fact that there was a noticeable reaction in the crowd. But I also wasn't bothered at the same time because I had to understand that the newer generation doesn't you know, really follow the old generations of, of wrestling here anymore. But if you're listening, I would encourage you to go to YouTube or go to Peacock and look up some Terry Funk matches. You'll you'll be surprised. The man was phenomenal in the ring. Look up his older stuff. Not just ECW and WCW, but look up NWAs. Look up whatever you can that might still be from the 70s and 80s. As far as Bray Wyatt, I was very fortunate enough to meet him in Albany, New York. I've posted photos about it, meeting him, and the fact that I was able to make him laugh. Because if you've heard a lot of superstars or read a lot of their tweets, they talk about his laugh. And honestly, to hear it, it's a really funny laugh. And I'm someone myself that when I laugh, other people are laughing because of my laugh. And his laugh does that. He was one of the most unique and creative individuals that the WWE was ever able to have. And there will never be another Bray Wyatt. May you both rest in peace. 
And ladies and gentlemen, I'm just going to play a tribute to send us off. Good night. I grew up in South Central Louisiana. Abigail rescued me and my brothers and sisters. She told us, beware the man in the woods, for he is real and he is the eater. Don't you understand, Bray? You are the man in the woods. My name is Bray Wyatt.
The fiend is gone. He's got the whole world in his hands. We're here.